Yuck Mala, Yuck Mala. Welcome back, my friends, to the Cult Film Showdown. I am your host, 8th Dan Stanadu, and I am truly pleased today to be joined by my good friends, and I got Jack Hall. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Hey, yo. And maybe some penicillin will get rid of it. But uh, And then Nick Boxer. Greetings and salutations to my compatriots on the podcast of that have proportions not as normal as others. What the hell did he just <laughs> that, say? That went, that, that went weird. <laughs> you got that right. Yeah, that, that's the first part you've nailed so far. <laughs> right. I, I, I think it's just an issue of a poor translation. <laughs> yeah. of, uh, I think the overdub of Nick might have just been a little off. That's uh, fair. Well, and, I appreciate uh, that. My cute little potatoes. Rounding out our group of married men, we have James Cotta. <laughs> I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize for everything that's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Been, just, just, getting, just getting ahead of it. We should have started that day one, but, uh, <laughs> but we're still here. <laughs> and, and entering season 17 in which we are going to enter the octagon yet again because we are crazy like that. And this season that uh, that we are bringing you. Well, first first Jack, why don't you uh give give, give the folks what Enter the Octagon is. Uh Enter the Octagon is uh we ha- each pick a movie that represents a potential season. So we have uh eight different movies. This one I believe uh is representing what was it? Oh no, no, we can't. No, we shouldn't, but we will, or something like that. We'll let um, Nick get into that afterwards. Because, yeah, uh... yeah. So basically, it's the idea that uh, every movie represents a potential season. The eight movies compete against each other in the octagon, where of course we keep all the scores from all the movies we've done, and uh, the t- the highest scoring film from these eight will represent what the next season will be. And. Nick, this is your season. Please explain. Um, yes, this. Th- I just thought we should celebrate films that just can't be made anymore for reasons of, you know, taste. Um, <laughs> just films that you look at and go, you know, somebody sh- will get upset. They're not necessarily offensive films, but maybe they are. And so I'm just going to be upset if you try to make that today so it doesn't get made. Um, but there are plenty of weird and wacky films out there that did get made in times less sensitive. It is true. There is an enormous amount of movies that we watch <laughs> that could not and should not get made. Now. This one is Crippled Masters from 1979. Nick, it is your movie. And thankfully... You also get to explain it. Uh, yeah, no, this this is a wonderful little film. Uh, it stars two gentlemen, um, both uh, disabled in nature. Um, it's a Hong Kong type action martial arts film. Uh, these two two gentlemen, one does not have uh, arms, the other one does not have use of his legs. And uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> it's a special little film. Uh, we start off with uh, one of our stars uh, being injured or uh, punished by the evil lord of the land by having his arms cut off, and he's shunned. He's uh, kicked out of the palace as a warning to don't run astray of the lord. Of course, the town people aren't really all that nice. They tease him, and he's eventually shunned from the village. And he he has some real troubles. I mean, no arms, um, bleeding all over the place. I time period moves kind of weird in this movie. Um, but you know, he he gets kicked out of town, falls in a river, and finally he finds sort of a a makeshift home on a farm and. You know, as time passes, he starts to get along. However, the underling that actually did did the ordering for his arms to be cut off then also runs astray of the grand ma- or the lord of the land. And strangely, the lord of the land just has a different punishment for him. He gets his legs or the bones in his legs melted by acid. At which point, um. The Lord of the Land just sort of kicks him down a hill and he rolls and rolls and rolls until he just sort of lands magically on the uh, at the farm of the guy with no legs. And while they're fighting, they happen upon a kung fu master who lives in a rice bowl, um, which sounds weird, but this movie sort of makes it make sense, I guess. Um, and the master convinces them to team up and learn kung fu. And, you know, what they do, awesome training montages happen. And eventually, they're you know, they're venturing into town and taking revenge on the town people slowly. But the Lord of the Land is still too good at Kung Fu. Uh, Then a cop comes to town in search of, I think it was the 12 Jade Stallions or some nonsense like that, that hold the mysterious secret of magic Kung Fu. And, uh, yeah, uh, stuff happens there, and they get better at Kung Fu, and they learn to work together, and then they go up against the Grand Ma- or the Lord of the Land alongside the cop, and it's kind of neat and awesome. It's the uh, Eight Jade Horses. Eight Jade Horses, okay. I had no, I had way too many horses in there. Yeah, but uh, but in fairness, and, and I understand, you know, the timer went off because that was one of your longest ever explanations. I I know it's that you. It's not a simple movie. I know that you know this movie extremely well, and I think that's that's fairly obvious. I, I think here. I've seen it three or four times in my. I I, I enjoy it a lot. No, and and I and I totally understand. This was my third viewing of the movie myself, so it it is a favorite as well. And and you know I'm not fast forwarding like women in prison movies, so <laughs> it, it it sticks a little bit better. This is this is much better than most women in prison movies. Yes, could have used some breasts though. Sure, sure. I, well, well, actually it. Other than the uh, other than the ten seconds that it had women, it could have used women. <laughs> Did I blink? Were there women in this? <laughs> I don't was... remember a single one. Actually. Yeah, there was actually. The, like they wound up uh, when they were going to the one. The one lackey was going to try to find um, the crippled masters for for his master, and he wound up 
getting to a whorehouse and it was just like oh are you sure you don't want to uh want you know you're so missed here and so he was gonna go and jump in but then he had to be reminded that he had a mission instead Um, right at least they were whores so you know that that negates like actually having women speaking in a movie yes oh oh yeah for for sure i mean i mean it's true you know that there was at least nick can be reached on twitter at nick I don't know where we go. I'm not quite sure where we go either. That's that is the problem. That that was such a very good explanation of the movie. Please direct your complaints towards (laughs) Nick Boxer. That's N I C. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, So look, this is this like you can't, you can't, no, you can't, no, whatever the season's called. How the hell can we? Can we? Something like that, right? Uh, what what is the season actually called there, Nick? Uh, no, no, I don't think. No, we can't. We can't do that. Uh huh. I I think I didn't actually write it down. That's oh, pretty obvious. So, so whichever one I said could be just <laughs> any, as any accurate. Event, anything could be accurate. Yeah. Yes. So what gets me about this is, you know, I mean. No, we can't because it's incredibly exploitive. On the other hand, isn't it at the same time incredibly empowering for the handicapped? You know what I mean? It's like you're definitely exploiting them. There's no question. You can't you can't say you aren't. But there's something at least like like you're showing off the tremendous physical and and martial arts skills of these two gentlemen, uh, despite their handicap too. So at the same time, it's almost it's like it's it's weird that way. I think uh, honestly, the most, you know, the the worst part is simply nowadays the title of the movie, "The Crippled Masters." You know, you'd have to find some other way to put that. I think, but but that's probably it because. But it's uh, accurate, isn't it? Well, it's uh, sure. Yep. Especially the guy without legs. I mean, you know, what are you going to call him? The arm arm strong masters, <laughs> like. Like he, his arms are strong, so we're, you know, I mean, man of butt kung fu, no, butt no, kung fu, no stretch Armstrong, no <laughs> stretch Armstrong. <laughs> like that's the thing, though. I mean, I, I'm watching this. I'm going. These two men are, are remarkable. You know, like, like oh, complete... action wise. I mean, this movie holds up against some of the best martial arts films ever made. Um. I mean, it is a balls-out, just kung-fu master film. I I love it that way. I I wouldn't put it up against the best martial arts films ever made, but I think considering, you know, the limitations of the stars, it's as physically impressive a a showcase as anything we've ever seen. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it's it's really weird. So it's like, you know, we can't. And we couldn't call it that title, but it's, it's... I don't know, man. It's like I, I think I it's it more exploitive than it was. I think it's it's more that they. It's not so much maybe that they can't do this; they wouldn't do this now. There is that. I think, I think that's true. Yeah, I think I think that sense of. Um, I mean, it, it reminds me of Todd Browning's Freaks. Yes, it's yes. That that it's not. You're not meant to be inspired by them. Uh, like certainly that's one reading of the movie, but I I don't 
feel like that's the intention of it. Like, I don't think it was about celebrating them. Um, so like, yes, you can, I, I think we can admire their, their skill and the, and the choreography. Um, but, but I don't think that they set out to, um, change the way that, uh, <laughs> that the it the that uh yeah some that's all with uh, that uh um double amputees have in the <laughs> i i think it's more like you know come watch the thing <laughs> yes it's, come come watch the two yeah come watch you won't believe this that's yeah that's where the exploitation takes place yeah yeah it's, yeah that's, i mean I, I think that's well that's well put james I mean, I, th- I think that it's like it, it does have those two levels of like, you know, despite the intentions, um, you could be quite amazed by what they what they uh, are able to do, and they they are some really well choreographed fights. The, like the kung fu in this is really solid. I don't know what we do with this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I got. I don't. I don't have much else. Did, did anybody learn anything from this film? <laughs> That you can teach an armless man and a legless man to work uh, really well together? Well, that doesn't seem very politically correct there. But I guess you're right. If that's what you learned, I I can't deny you it. I, I learned you can get your arms cut off without bleeding, did I? There's that, yes, absolutely. I learned you can get your arm cut completely off and still have a stub of an arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is very handy for him, I'll say. And 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 the finger, if you if you're looking closely. I refuse to look closely. Because he did a lot with that. Still, he was able to he spin uh, to spin yeah. a staff with that. So very impressive. I mean, I mean, really impressive overall. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh well. All right. I guess. Uh, this is the <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like we're, I did learn anything from this. <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to scoring then. <laughs> yes. Let's set a land speed record on this episode. Um, <laughs> in our search for the ultimate B movies, we rate each film in five categories. None of these categories is objective quality. The first category is called schlock appeal. And we start with Stan. I, I mean, I really enjoy this movie, and it's in, and it's interesting. Like the reason that I first was drawn to this movie was because it's called The Crippled Masters, and you know, you have an armless guy and a legless guy fighting, and that seems really amazing and something to watch. Um, I enjoy this movie. I will give it a seven. Uh, I I think it's more shocking than that. I mean, this is exploitation at its height, and it. It definitely feels a little grimy just even clicking on the link to watch this sucker. I'm going as high as a nine on schlock appeal. Yeah, I don't think it has a high schlock factor. I think it has a high appeal. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's a, personally. I don't think it's all that schlocky in comparison to some of the films we've seen out there. It's it's just a martial arts film from that era. Uh, you know, it's no more schlocky than most of them. Uh, I've seen many that are much schlockier. Um, it is exploitive. That's a different thing, though. I think I can put that under a different category. Um, I enjoyed it, though. I mean, it's it's a fun thing to watch. It's, it's quite incredible at times. Uh, I'll give it a seven as well. I, I think the uh, I think the 
the I, I'm with Nick that it's the griminess of the whole thing. The, you know what this is going to look like on the VHS shelf, uh, and uh, and the way that like once you see this, you got to show it to someone else, uh, and you you got to and you got to whisper about what the movie is <laughs> when you do it. <laughs> uh, don't say it out loud. <laughs> I just watched this movie. Oh, I'll tell you about it later. Uh, I'm going to go with an eight on this. Uh, more heart than budget is next category. Uh, I didn't even look for budget. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I, there's, there's no budget out there. Yeah. To yeah find. That would be shocking for sure. Um, I, I think, I, I mean, it, it seemed decent. It, I, I don't know a lot about um, the martial arts genre. This is probably, this is the one that I've seen the most. And it seems, you know, like it could be done fairly cheaply. Um, I'll give it a five simply because, you know, I really was impressed by the by the two leads. Um, yeah, no, every, everyone's given their all in this, this film, but all martial arts films of this era basically have the same budget. They're shooting them TV style back to back. I think the Critical Masters have three in the series, and then there's. I think there's three or four in the Kung Fu, uh, Crippled Heroes line. Um, these guys started in a lot of films. It was just pushing them out. So you can't go terribly high, but this was the first one. So I'll go with long. I'll go way up to a seven, actually. Well, what the hell? I'll give it an eight because I, I think everything that you said there, Nick, plus the fact that it takes an incredible amount of effort and, and heart, I think, to, to choreograph these fights. I think that's that's uh you know that you know yes they don't have the biggest budget uh but it's a typical budget I think for a for a, a Hong Kong film of this era and yet and yet just for the fact that the heroes themselves the two stars themselves are are showcased uh, in such an amazing way in these martial arts fights I'm giving it an eight. I, I'll I'll bring it up from where I was going to be because the yeah the work that must have gone into the the choreography is pretty impressive. Uh, I, I think that uh, I think that the movie itself uh, has uh, has some cynicism to it from the from the business side, but I think that the the effort put in by uh, the two leads is, is a lot. So uh, six for me. What the fuck moments? Uh, I mean, I think. The fact that the the arm cutting, like like really right off the bat, it seems like it's going to be pretty what the fuck. And then you know the arm cutting off where he doesn't bleed to death and manages to regrow like a slight arm in there, and um, and then how poorly he's treated by the village and all that stuff. It just seems so crazy. But then it's just like you realize mm, this is this is just the this is the village and they're shitty people but uh but like so so i don't know i like i think the weirdest thing to me just became the fact that that the that the, you know the the lord uh, their the master had the armor plate on his back and it wasn't really explained it was just always there and he used it very well, but it was just always there. I thought he had a hump. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> and, and see, that was the thing, right? Like, so, so watching this time after seeing it before, I'm like, I'm like the hump. Oh, there's the hump. Okay, something's got. 
gonna happen with that and then it's just like tong 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 you get the sound effect and it's like oh yeah he's got metal in there and 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 it's just like yep isn't isn't explained at all just he's got it um must must get really sweaty under that but <laughs> terrible thing anyways i'll give it a five um i have to go higher because there's some weird stuff in this movie um the the kung fu master that just prefers to be in a rice pot uh, at all times which is never explained or even it, it doesn't surprise anybody that this old guy just likes i'm just gonna hang out in a small little pot for a while um the the choice to explain the legless uh master's uh uh deformity or not well, his hand, the cause of his handicap as pouring acid on his legs is absolutely out there. Um, and, uh, you know, we really didn't need the whole bit with the jade horses um, and the cop coming in and then structurally that was just weird to have that come in probably the last 20 minutes of the movie. Um, yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll go with the seven on, on WTF, not the weirdest movie I've seen by a long shot, but still, if I was going to the theater and I saw this, it would take me out. It would definitely go, what the hell or what the fuck, you know, for me watching this, the, the, all the WTF moments that are supposedly there are to me explained by the fact that it's a martial arts movie from Hong Kong in 1979. And it's pretty much typically what you'd see in these things. It's no more WTF than any others. I've seen others that are far more WTF than this. And even those I wouldn't score high because that's just kind of more the culture around these films. I did not see WTFs in this thing. For me, it was that was where the, the film falls apart, and I only give it a two. I think that the it's uh, it's got some weird balance to it uh, of uh, really cool kung fu, uh, really horrific, um, uh, you know, body horror, uh, and then watering plants. <laughs> like, like more more screen time for watering plants than you'd think should be in a kung fu movie. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to go up to a six on this, but, uh, unlike a lot of the WTF, uh, uh, talk that we have, it's, it's the, the WTF is more, um, embedded. It's not individual moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, it does make it, uh, difficult to score, but uh, six is where I'm going to land. Um, memorable moments. This is an interesting one for me. I've seen it three times, and I can say that I remember about the same amount from viewing number two as viewing number three, where it's just like, yeah, so the two crippled guys get together and they and they fight. Yeah, okay, and I don't remember anything else. <laughs> like, I, I didn't remember the Jade Dragons. I didn't remember the, the like other guy coming in to help them. I just remember the overall like concept of the movie which given the fact that i've seen it three times and do enjoy it probably not so good so i actually i can only give it a four 
yeah, it does have a certain. That was cool, but it's always just going to be one of several Cripple Masters movies, sort of. Um, they're all kind of really good, but they're all also kind of the same. I'm sure, you know, you're going to remember something like this, but are you going to remember specific moments? Probably not. Uh, this one in particular has some really good training sequences and some of the devices they come up to train, I think are quite good, um, but memorable, probably not. Um, it's not going to be basement, a basement score because it is this type of film, which isn't exactly normal, but it's not going to be sky eye either. So I'd say a six. See, for me, I got higher because I, I think it's not a memorable moment, so much or memorable moments that are many of them it's a memorable experience overall it's that same thing that james said is i saw this film i gotta show it to somebody hey let me tell you about this film in private but i will never forget this film so i'll tell you about it not individual things i'll tell you the overall concept and that makes it an experience we will never forget because the concept and we'll get to that a little bit more later but because the concept is uh, unlike anything else you've seen. So as an experience, an, uh, a memorable experience, it's extremely high to me, and I give it an eight. Well, I think that my uh, my points have gone to other categories uh, from the, from what uh, from what Jack has said. I, I think that it probably all averages out, but my points were scattered in other areas. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember anything that happened in this movie, like, not a thing. Uh, I, I remember enjoying the Kung Fu stuff, but nothing specific in my head at all. <laughs> uh, only a two for me. Uh, crazy concept. Uh, I mean, I think there's no question. I, again, it, it all comes down to the reason that I first watched it, where it's, it's like, oh, it's called The Crippled Masters. It's got an armless guy and a legless guy, and they're fighting doing kung fu together. And it's just like, this seems really crazy to me. This is why I want to watch it. So I will give it an eight. Yeah, uh, this is out here, out there. Um, and, I mean, as, as this season would, would be... Uh, this doesn't get made without somebody just going, you know, we can make a buck or two out, out of this. Nobody else is going to do it. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with Nate as well. Uh, the concept for this, it's a man with no legs doing martial arts, teaming with a man with no with a one arm doing martial arts uh, or one sort of arm, I guess you would say. Uh, it, it's a 10. Move on. Vestigial? Is that what they call it? Yeah, vestigial. Thank you. Um, I, I've, we started off with Nick saying that, uh, that these were films that uh, you know couldn't, wouldn't or couldn't be made now. It shouldn't have been made then. Like, <laughs> it's, like, I mean, it's, I mean, it, it, Todd Browning's Freaks is like like 40 years before this, and that wasn't okay at the time. So, <laughs> One so of the us. Ideas of this One. Was like, just like, often we get, we use the phrase, it was a different time, but it, it's never been that different. Um, it's a different culture, too. It is a different culture. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I 
I don't know how any of this makes any sense as far as what as a movie you're going to make. So ten for me as well. All it's, right, it's it's a crazy. You know, I was uncomfortable for the first fifteen minutes, and then I settled into going. I think I'm getting used to this. <laughs> <laughs> the first fifteen minutes, I I was like, it felt so icky. I felt like I had to shower. <laughs> He probably did, but that's... Uh, <laughs> that doesn't do probably it. true, yeah. <laughs> I think, ultimately, I, I probably would have given it a 10, but for the fact that, like, just, like, that alone was was the 8. The rest of it just... You know, there's not there's not enough crazy in the in the actual like oh guys needing revenge on the Lord like that part isn't crazy enough so that's why I couldn't it's, go all the way. Yeah, I mean the rest the rest of the movie like isn't interesting enough to be its own movie. That's yeah, there's not you know, enough story in there. You know what's really funny about this movie is though a lot of us scored it extremely high in categories, and then we all had like one category where it just got hammered. Oh, yeah. It was completely yeah. different for everybody. So definitely, this is a different experience for every single person. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, I, I like this movie. Uh, I, I will watch it again. It, but would I say that it's that it's like uh, it deserves to be amongst the top of the octagon? Nope. <laughs> Scoring bears that out. What is the final score there? <laughs> well, I will, I will tell you that it is not part of the top of the octagon. Uh, <laughs> It uh, it comes up with a still pretty respectable 66.5 out oh. of 100, which puts it in the top half, uh, and uh, which ties it with Big City Blues and right behind the incredibly strange creatures that stopped living and became some zombies. I would watch it over either one of those. Well, <laughs> I'd watch Big City Blues still because, you know, yeah, it know is one would. of the – Greatest movies of all time. So that sucked. God, it sucked. <laughs> all right, let's let's let's, let's, let's do some business and then relitigate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so business, business. All right, uh, welcome back to the Cult Film Showdown. Uh, you can find us on Patreon. Support the craziness that we're doing. Uh, we're gonna. Once we have some Patreons, uh, some Patreon patrons, I think that's the right term. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff that uh, that no one else will hear. It'll be a secret. Um, we'll maybe we'll do something even. We'll do the other two Crippled Masters movies <laughs> in a way that not everyone will hear. Uh, <laughs> we're also on Instagram at the Call Film Showdown, uh, and uh, find us on your favorite podcast app. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we are sponsored by WeTalkPodcast.com, the home of the Octagon, where you can look at the whole record of all the movies we've done and sorted by individual categories. And uh, they have a Twitter and they have a Facebook. Excellent. Well, we move on with Season 17. Enter the Octagon uh, to Octagon Harder, as you've added in there now, Jim. Thank you very much. (laughs) And... uh, and this one, oh, that um, means Octagon 3 will be Octagon with a Vengeance. Yeah. Uh, Octagon in 3D is what it has to yeah, okay, be. Oh, yes. right. <laughs> and we move on with Four Year Titan. This one's Octagon here. Okay. 
For Your Height Only is the next movie from uh, from my season travelogue of the Philippines. So I think that it was it'll be very interesting to hear the scores for uh, for that one. Um, but I think that uh, the Crippled Masters has its place and uh, and can be enjoyed by all, unless you're sensitive, in which case don't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch. Is there a single movie we can say to watch if you're sensitive? Oh yeah, oh yeah, probably there is, but uh, just n- not like this a, one. There's probably a Disney one or something. Yeah, there's there's one. No, there's one or two. I'm sure that we've done. But, <laughs> but anyways, for Jim and for Jack and for Nick, I am your host, Eighth Dan Stanadu, and thanks for listening to the Cult Film Showdown. Cut his other arm off. Doesn't that smell nice, huh? <laughs> <laughs>